Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. For all our listeners out there, my family, adopted or otherwise, are very surly. Please don't listen to this at work. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 13 of Shatterglass. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And when are we going to find out who the killer is, damn it? It's been 13 chapters. Ah. Uh... Chapter 13. Triss continues to try to scry on the wind and comes home to find Keth all but passed out. She also buys Glocky new toys. Keth blows a new lightning globe and tries to pull the lightning out. He gets overpowered by the lightning, so he sends the lightning into the cullet barrel, which Triss has protected, and it explodes. Then Triss takes Glocky to the city wall, where she continues to scry on the wind and successfully spots a ship. Yay! She also sees the absolute squalor in which the Prof Mooney lives. Nico shows up to chastise Triss for disappearing on him, which makes her look again like an actual 14-year-old girl. She also tells him that she plans to take Glocky back to Winding Circle, and Triss and Glocky and Keth continue to bond. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the chapter. Tell me, what did you guys like and dislike, aside from still not knowing who the killer is? Uh, Yeah, usually with with all these other books that she's written so far, you get to 13, and then that's when the thing starts to happen. 14 is when the thing actually finally happens, and then 15 is where it, like, wraps up 
we still don't know who it is. It is almost the very end of the book. Who is it? I don't know. I've said before, like, she creates this formula, right? And then she gives you shatter glass, which both no. fulfills the formula and breaks simultaneously it. breaks it. That's Shattering it, if you will. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. doing what the title of the book is. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. What I liked in chapter 13, Tris buys Glocky toys, and she says <laughs> that she knows it could be lonely to only have one doll. It broke my heart. Oh. I don't I don't play with dolls and I still like teared up at that. I was like, oh, she's been through it. She knows. Mm-hmm. I liked when Triss is doing the magic near the forge and uh she's just spacing out and Keth is like, hey, hey Chime, hey, go, go, wake her up. And Chime's like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to you because I think you're worth being listened to now. You're you're not that bad. Sure, you tried to murder me right in the beginning, but it's fine. We're, we're, we're cool now. And she just fucking, like, chomps Triss on the earlobe. <laughs> Much like any baby kitten would. Oh, ew. Just bite. I liked at the end of that scene, after Kath makes the lightning globe, and he's, like, about to leave, and he bonks his head up against the magical barrier. <laughs> And, what, uh-huh. and he says, just what I needed, a knock on the head. And Triss says, well, it's not like it hurt anything important. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so much then, good banter between them. And then he just, he's like, you know what? I'm going to flee before she makes another joke about me. I'm just going to get out of the crosshairs. Mood. Glad that they're like actually getting to that point of like familiarity where they can do shit like that. Oh, uh, if only Triss were older. They're so cute. Give it a few um, years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When Glocky, Chime, and Triss are on the wall, after Triss does her scrying and she calls over to Chime, and Chime's just like hanging out with a bunch of tourists and the guards and stuff, and she's just like checking them out. They're checking her out, and she's just being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Glocky kind of chiming in and saying, you know, why shouldn't she show off? She's so pretty. Should be showing off. Just like a... Uh, Yaskadasi. The Yaskadasu. Yeah. You could tell she's a daughter of... Yep. I don't have it written down, but at some point, exorcists were brought up. They were? Yeah. I, like, <laughs> in passing, really quick. I think... I, I think don't Chris... remember, but that doesn't surprise me, because... Antino talks about like demons and shit at the beginning of the book. I wish I'd written down exactly where it was. It was it was closer to the end, but she brings up exorcists and I'm like, so would they be religious exorcists or would they be mages? Like how does that work? Is that a thing that mages would handle or is that a religious sect? thing because mages seem to mostly do stuff that has like actual physical properties and that kind of brings up the point of are ghosts real? Could the ghost be a ghost maybe mm. who knows we don't know yet i don't know seems a little weird glocky's curse <laughs> is glocky controlling a ghost we don't know i don't want to th- i don't want to think about this and at the end when nico comes up and uh, little bear is all excited and he says just one paw print on my clothes and i will make myself a little bear rug Yes. This is what he always says, though. Let's be honest. I don't like dogs jumping on me either. I don't blame him. I don't like their nasty mouths. 
So I don't like dogs in general. So you know, I don't, I don't either. My dog made me hate dogs. I don't like dogs. Fuck that. I guess it depends on the dog. I love my dog, but he's very lazy. He if just likes would, to cry. Ugh, I wouldn't want a paw print on me either. Like mm. we ain't playing Blue's Clues. <laughs> If Nico tells you that one time I decided to halt the tides and the rocky cove where I tried it is now called the Grapple Beach, well, he exaggerated. <laughs> and then Caspian, like, have, being in awe, like, you tried to stop the tides? <laughs> like, the important is tried. Don't do it. Don't you try it. I really like how they're bonding over this from the perspective of a teacher. I really like how she approaches this where he's like, yeah, I know I fucked up, blah, 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 blah. You keep telling me not to overdo it. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I learned the hard way too. Yeah. She, she did it before. That's how she knows. And then Kath with his comments, he's like, you wear a medallion. And I thought that once you had that, and cause he's like surprised that things aren't as easy, even for like fully fledged mages, I guess. When Dama comes and is like reporting to Kath and Tris the update he says there wasn't a thing we could do he's not talking about the current case he's talking about a previous case he says there wasn't a thing we could do except except working one hard step at a time and it reminds me of we've mentioned before that Dama has no bedside manner there was a part much earlier on Kath is upset that he couldn't get the lightning out of the globe and Dame is like, well, there's always next time. Brittany had commented, that's kind of a terrible thing to say. Yeah. I feel like this maybe sort of puts puts that in perspective. I guess I feel like this quote kind of puts that in different perspective for me. To him, he's kind of thinking like, this is how these cases go sometimes. Sometimes all you can do is wait for the next piece of evidence which is terrible, but when when you get it, maybe you can actually get something out of it. But like we said, he has no bedside manners, so he doesn't know how to say those things politely or nicely. In some ways, magic is the real world. Tammy just giving us the theme of the book right there. The whole bit where Keth sends Chime to wake Triss up when she's in her wind scrying trance, and then she's grumpy about it, and he's like, I didn't know how to get you out of it. I'm glad it worked. She's like, I'm sure you are. Also, it's nice that he finally can get back at her a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah she... Did you did you tell her to do it? And he's like, no, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I mean, all he did was nod to, to Chime. Look, I didn't say. That's you. on I Chime. Just, get mad I at Chime. Nodded. All right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> In his defense, it was probably the best thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> The text says, it was funny how academic mages were never exhausted by their first workings, but ambient mages were. This is like Triss reflecting on something. This is a discrepancy because just a couple chapters ago, when she had Glocky like make images in the fire, Glocky gets really tired mm -hmm. and Triss is like, this was like her first real magical working. So she would be really tired. But Glocky is an academic mage, apparently. I feel like maybe she forgot at that point and it was also bedtime so of course glocky goes to sleep because she's already pretty tired yeah. she may have just forgot oh, oh wait hey that's not how things work because it's late at night and she's out of it right now she's yeah barely staying awake the only reason she's awake is because of the power in her braids cleansing spells so thick that they stick to you i just really like that description and then nico showing up at Kath place and looking at Chime and being like Chime you're as beautiful as ever and then turning to Tristan just immediately you look dreadful you look dreadful 
like, oh, thanks ever so. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> I do very much enjoy that interaction between Tris and Nico, where she's like, you don't have to come checking up on me. I'm an adult, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and he's like, did you ever think that maybe I'm just worried about you? Right. I haven't seen you in a while. You right. don't call, you don't text. <laughs> just like a parent. Your, your dad is allowed to be worried about you, Tris. Fuck. And I love Kath, where he's like, holy shit, she is a 14-year-old. <laughs> and then immediately he starts looking at the ground, too. I'm sorry, sir. I, I did it. She told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This fits so perfectly in with your shipping them, though. Like the Exactly. It's like the boyfriend meeting the dad for the first time. Okay, I'm getting on board with this now. I can it's see it. I can go cute. with Tristan Kess. And then yeah. later on, whenever they are older and they go back to his hometown or whatever, and they do business with her family or whatever, they're like, oh, look what you missed out on. She's mine now. Y'all were stupid. I mean, they're only six years apart. That's they, not bad. They, yeah, so they, they go their separate ways. Tris goes and does whatever other stuff she does travels learns more gets better at scrying the wind whatever it is she wants to do then then i don't know something brings her to namorn and he's there and they're like oh yeah how's it going and then you know things click they're mm-hmm. both adults mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. great i love it yes yeah i'm down with this au <laughs> man molly and Brittany agreeing about things look how far we've come Wow, you guys are growing. And then Nico at the end when he's talking, they're like asking him about like he's gonna try and scry for the killer. And Kath is like, oh yay. And he's like, oh no, no, no. You and Dama will probably find him first. Like I said, <laughs> this is only a little more useful than listening, listening to my peers argue about the forward to our text, which I love that he's like, this is only a little more useful. It's not that helpful. But also the fact that he says, listening to my peers argue about the foreword to our text. Like, ouch. <laughs> that sounds incredibly painful. So my first one is the quote, every mage knows what it means to fail at something or to bungle it or to do so uh, do so much you just collapse. One of our great mages got the essence of the disease on her by sheer accident. She got sick and nearly died. She no, bitch, she did die. <laughs> but Kat doesn't need to know that. No, <laughs> he doesn't. Did die. Chris is scary enough. Kat does not need to know that she and he finds out brought that someone back from the she dead. She died, and then they brought her back. He he would be like, no, you're not my teacher anymore. I can't be a You know what? You, you know what? Scary as hell. Okay. You know what? I was starting to get on board with this, and then you dropped casually that you're a fucking necromancer. Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't need none of that in my life. I'm at it. Bye. Also, at the end of Briar's book, uh, Moonstream specifically tells everybody nobody speaks of this. Right? <laughs> we don't talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, she she nearly died. Okay. My next one is when Glocky's watching Trist and Keth preparing to meditate. And she's sitting there looking all lonely. And Trist is like, you'll probably be bored. 
and she's like, oh, well, and Kat's like, yeah, it's fine as long as she doesn't make too much noise or whatever. Glocky comes running over, and she meditates with him. It's so cute. This is one of my likes, so I want to expand on this. I love the fact that she's like, I know how to do this. Yeah, she's like, 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 she's like, like it. it's so cute. And you know like, what? I, she meditated so hard. She I, fell I'm asleep. so proud of her. I would no. she did a good job. She did good. So cute. Much better than either Posco or Jory. Yes, and she's four. Um, my next one is Tris could feel the change in him. He must have been this way before the lightning struck him. In casual command of fire and glass, boards work in a place like this. She wished she could tell him so, but doubted he would listen. To him, a lightning globe that caught the ghost was his way to buy his life back. He wouldn't realize he'd already gotten his life with some changes until afterward. Like, oh, that hit me hard. He's back to where he was, but he doesn't realize it. And he's not going to realize it until he, the ghost is finally caught. I've got more to say on that later. Oh, Just, right. I, I love that Tris is like, I want to tell him this. I want to. But he's not going to listen. Maybe she should tell him anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe. When Keth asks Tris, why aren't you one of those teachers who believes in coddling students? And she tells I couldn't. It would be bad for your character. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Briar and Rose Thor. I swear with these two. I mean, honestly, though, he's a little old to be coddled. Right? <laughs> Glocky, on the other hand. Yes. Speaking of Glocky, my next one is that Glocky had begged to scrap a cloth from Anthony's wife and fashion it into a sling like the one Tris carried to carry chime. And she tucked her dolls into it. It's like, it's oh, so cute. It's my so goodness. cute. She wants to be like Tris, and it's adorable. And she reminds me of my own children, <laughs> like wanting to be like her mommy. And my very last one is when. Glocky's like, what's he talking about? Talking about Miko. And Keth is like, about the idea that mages are powerful being a great big joke. Is that a new dog? Let me see it. Because he wants to distract himself from the fact that magic doesn't fix everything. I thought magic just makes things simpler. Just a way of my hand and poof, you had the answer. The slowness, this plotting, it's too much like the everyday world. But magic is the everyday world. Keth's, my heart flutters with joy. <laughs> Uh, and like almost immediately the uh the just i'd like to tuck this killer into the furnace let him anneal for a while it might burn off the impurities and Tristan's response was i like that try not to dream about it though <laughs> <laughs> the earth remembered them if they were made on the same line several times like i, I love just that little bit of world building but it also kind of like does make sense even in the natural world a stream of water goes across something the longer it goes across something the more that becomes the path of least resistance i i loved that but i should be able to call it back like you do when you take the circles down i feel you reclaim reclaim the magic that was in them that's magic this she pointed to the globe is lightning even if it's sheathed in magic to keep it from burning everything in sight once you're free of lightning I'm not sure you can reclaim it. Poor cat. Lightning doesn't belong to anybody. There's a lot from this scene that I just really like. Beautiful, whispered Glocky. Stupid. <laughs> Glocky being terrified of Triss. 
making a thunder inside. Look at just oh baby. She didn't mean it. Yeah, it wasn't towards you. It was to the in- inequity in this fucking city. Truth being stupid excited that she finally saw something. And it's like, I saw a ship! I saw a ship! And Glocky's like, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that of here. course you saw a ship. Of course Hello. she did. Hello? We are at the harbor. <laughs> What did you expect? It reminded me of uh, when Nico makes the tree and he's all excited about it. And Briar's just <laughs> like, those trees don't grow here. <laughs> I love that bit. Perhaps magic wasn't simply a matter of fires, lightning, and power in the air. If spoken words could also create such a transformation. I will comment on this one later, but I just love that so much. Such a good one. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Part two of our three step reading process is reading like a dedicate. 
This is where we look for a theme or a message in the story. What theme or message did you find? Lightning belongs to no one. Like, this is actually, there's a lot of discussion of successes and failures, and we see a lot of failure in this chapter. It's the good kind of failure, if that makes sense. It's something to grow from rather than, like, something to be disappointed in. Disappointed is a proper reaction to failing something. It's more of a, it's not something to feel ashamed of in failure and so but yeah there's a lot of that I found the idea that lightning belongs to no one it kind of goes back to this whole theme that we talked about in the first four books about like don't fuck with nature you can't control nature lightning is part of nature and therefore maybe you can do some stuff with it but once you let it go you can't take it back see i like one of the reasons like i pulled that specifically is because like tris knew tris was like don't get your hopes up i don't that's not how it's gonna work and kath was like i'm gonna do it anyway but she didn't like sit there and go i told you so she was like it's it's a lesson you had to learn for yourself everybody apparently has to learn that for themselves it kind of reminds me of creating in general because Mm -hmm. at some point when you make a creation that creation no longer belongs to you yeah and you just kind of have to let it go it may belong to itself in the case of writing a book and the characters start to do shit on their own or it might belong to the audience like harry potter in a way that series no longer belongs to the author, right? That kind of fits in with separating an artist from the art. There's a lot of problematic musicians out there, and sometimes they might have a song that's really good, but, you know, like, ethically, do you decide to listen to that music even though, you know, it supports someone who's really fucking shitty or not? I mean, we can argue who all fits in that category because I have some very strong feelings about a certain child author. For me, it's definitely musical artists like, you know, like R. Kelly or Takashi 69 Chris Brown. Yeah. People who are fucking absolute pieces of shit, right? Yeah. But it's like, if they have one or two songs that you really like, like, uh, should you be streaming that? Morally, where does it lie? Is yeah. kind of yeah. where it is. Um, the theme that I found was focus. Um, going back to what we talked about in the beginning with Keth, he is returning to form. He is doing really well with the glass blowing, either as good, if not better, than he was before he was struck by lightning. He's just so focused on catching the ghost that he, I think he doesn't understand that he is back at that level. And Tristan yeah. see it, but he, he's just so intently focused on... And he doesn't realize it. Yeah. So I, I, I want to actually make a comment on this because I didn't really think about it until you brought it up. We, we talk about focus as this good thing. You need to sit down and focus on whatever it is you do you need to focus on your art you need to focus on your work you need to focus on whatever but you also have the negative side of focus like where you only see the one thing you're supposed to be focusing on and you don't see anything else and it's a detriment to you because like yeah. we see here, Keth is back to what he was, well, maybe not where he was, but he is doing phenomenally. And he doesn't see it because he's too hyper-focused on one thing. And like, as someone who hyper-focuses, I understand what it's like to be like, I see nothing else except for this thing. And like, yeah, we don't, we don't talk about focus as like a negative context, but like, I think feel like it can be in this sense this time it it, i think it is so sorry i just needed to throw in my two cents no absolutely and we see it again with tris scrying the wind uh she managed to focus on that single 
crimson image and hold it and like focusing on that when not being distracted by the other swirling images is what got her to finally be able to like see into it and see an actual vision end of sentence but i also feel like her focusing on that was also like indy was saying a hyper fixation because right after she focuses on that glocky's like well duh of course he saw that they're everywhere look here it is like I but feel like she also sees it up close yeah, yeah. right it's like but that, that's also another thing you can add to focus in this negative concept uh, like context if you keep focusing on it and keep focusing on it you're not gonna get it in most cases because you're too intent on it and the second you take a step mm-hmm. back is when you can actually do the thing like and i feel like that's the case with tris is like once she steps away from it and she goes okay we're gonna try this again in a different way or different setting we're not going to try and really we're, we're gonna go for it but we're not gonna like force it like you get a result that you want i wasn't really sure what to write for mine but the thing that really stood out for me is just like how much everyone has bonded we have oh. come so far since the beginning of this book tris and keth and glocky really have do have this little family and even, like, Nico and Triss's interaction here, I think, kind of fits into that. So maybe maybe it is just, like, family. Triss and Keth and Glocky have this adorable little, like, family dynamic. But then Triss is also dealing with her dad, who's mm-hmm. like, excuse me, you don't call, you don't write. Uh, and even, even the relationship with Dama has gotten so much better. I do love that Nico came down there like, I had to come find you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Just how much everybody has grown. I guess for me, it says a lot about how being around people and opening yourself up to other people makes your life better. Um, my theme is disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when um, we all have like four very different things. Yeah. Mostly disappointment in magic, that magic can't solve everything. Keth has already been told this, but he's finally actually realizing that it's the truth. It's mentioned like three different times within this chapter of how he's finally realizing, oh, magic isn't a fix-all. First with Chris, when he's like, oh, but you have a medallion. You should be able to fix everything because you have the medallion. And she's like, no, we went through a terrible pandemic. And people died, and we weren't able to stop people dying. One of our own great mages almost died. Back to Dema, whenever he shows up, he's like, I wanted you to hear it from me. We found the body in the trash bin. Your magic wasn't fast enough to be able to save this next woman. So disappointment in magic again also didn't save the woman. Nico at the end, when Nico's like, I've been trying to find, look into the future to see who the killer could be. You guys are probably going to find him before I do, and it's a very small chance that I'm going to find him. And again, disappointment in the magic of Nico not being able to figure anything out. It's nice having said magic, but it's not a fix-all. It reminds me a little bit of The Magicians. I know this is in the TV show. I don't remember if it's in the book or not. Quentin goes through this whole thing where he kind of has to realize that magic can't fix everything. I was going to say, like, it just makes me think of sometimes even when you do your best, you're still destined to fail. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try, but, like, sometimes your best isn't good enough. 
that sucks and that feeling is awful and it is a lot of disappointment so and unfortunately i think that's kind of what kath is feeling is like he's doing his best and he's trying but he just can't i feel so bad for yeah. kath <laughs> yeah. yeah he's been through a lot in a very short amount of time so has glocky i know we've talked about that and been like i mean kath has been through so much but glocky um, oh my gosh that poor girl i i feel like they've been through a lot in very different ways and they've both just kind of been put through the ringer where they are in life and all three of them trish too and now dama and nico like i was gonna say we could also throw damon in this because <laughs> yeah He's been trying. He's been threatened with basically excommunication. He's kind of like the butt of the joke in a lot of circles. Yeah. He's just trying to do what he can. He's just trying his best. Trying to do what he thinks is best for the entire city, too, not just himself. This is this is just an add-on slash small tangent. I love that Pierce is able to make very sympathetic characters because we all feel like we all, all are just like these poor these poor guys like all of them like even to an extent Ben in cold fire mm-hmm. like a lot of like you can have a lot of sympathy for him just this ability to make these sim- like sympathetic characters that also feel real like they don't feel like yeah. the same cookie cutter character and i just i love that about pierce's mm-hmm. writing she's so good at making them people i feel like they're sympathetic characters despite the fact that they are also flawed like they're very clearly flawed but they're still sympathetic i like the only i feel like the only character in this book that we might not say is flawed is like glocky she's four her biggest flaw is being a child yeah Part three is Reading Like a Mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? I mentioned it in my likes just because I really like the way it's written. But also, I feel this um, is something that we need to remember. Perhaps magic wasn't simply a matter of fires, lightnings, and power in the air. If spoken words could also create such a transformation. Mm -hmm. Words have power. Words have meaning. Um, I'm a firm believer that we, with our words, we're capable of putting things into motion. You can solve problems with violence. You can solve a lot of problems with violence. Don't get me wrong. Um, here, I am all for a good ass kicking, but an actual conversation is more likely to change someone's mind. Um, There's so much power in the things we say. That's why like a lot of writers, when they do implement magic, there's words to go with these spells is because that was a big thing in early druidic cultures where you spoke something into being um they can raise empires or they can raise empires like they can build them they can destroy them um and it's just and it doesn't take much like you can tell someone hey you're doing a great job and they've been feeling really down about themselves or their art or, you know, what they've done in life. 
and you're like, hey, you're doing a good job. And that gives them a, you know what, someone sees that I'm trying, you know, I, I feel some kind of validation. Or you can say something negative and it just impacts them in a very, like, in the opposite, but a very similar and powerful way. So, yes, be careful of what you say. Sometimes you can't take it back. <laughs> Trust me, I know this from personal experience. It's not good. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, that's a problem I have too. Mine is really very <laughs> similar to yours, Indy. The line that I latched onto is magic is the real world. Uh, and it's just this like, even when things are magical, like, there's still hard work. Because I know we've talked about, for example, how crafting is magic, right? Somebody like knits something or cooks something. It is this own this this other type of magic you're you're creating this new thing but that's hard work I don't know I've been kind of trying to like reform my attitude I guess and it's hard work and it's like kind of a like it, I guess it's a spiritual thing so it's there's sort of a like weird magical mysticism to it because it's not a physical thing that I'm trying to do I'm just sort of trying to like change my mindset about stuff and it's hard work and I get discouraged because it's hard work so it's something I have to remember also in a very similar vein being good at something doesn't mean it can it can't be difficult at times mm -hmm. uh, we see it with you know Tris being an accredited mage that doesn't mean she can't have trouble with magic and it's kind of the same with your jobs or your hobbies sometimes it's just hard or you know we keep running into issues that we can't really fix but if it's something that you enjoy you know let's you have to keep trying so mine is the passage glocky actually backed up a step she still found the courage to say please don't thunder inside it's scary so i want to realize that the things that i do can sometimes be unsettling to the people around me especially my children there have been times that me and steven will be like yelling at each other i look at malia and she's terrified and it just reminds me of growing up sometimes that my mom and her boyfriend would be yelling at each other and my little brother would be terrified and me and my sister would drag him to the bathroom and like try to calm him down and be like, it'll be okay. It's not geared towards you. They're just fighting with each other. I know it's scary, but it's nothing to do with you. So calm down. And remembering that I want to break the cycle of what happened in my childhood and not put that same kind of trauma on children to just keep that in my mind hey don't do this um if you and your husband are fighting then just try to keep it between you guys and not make a big production of it and just like step into another room or something and talk it out over there instead of scaring our children and scarring them it is always good to try and break the cycle of being present and stuff like that like it affects kids so much and then they kind of when they grow up they see it as normal exactly and so like I, I feel like that's probably one of the biggest reasons that me and my ex before my husband fought so much is because I found it normal to scream and yell and hit people whenever I was angry about something and I was so used to that that that's the what I would do to him physically and emotionally abuse him it's not right and I've been working on it and uh I know when me and Steven first got together I, I did the same thing to him too like I would hit him and yell at him and scream at him as well I'm, I'm I've definitely been trying to work on that 
because growing up, that's what I was used to. And I thought that was normal. No, it's not normal. You're not supposed to yell and scream and hit people. It's not right. And especially having children of my own now, it's like, oh, I am traumatizing my children. I need to stop this. Break the cycle. Realize that things that you do affect others around you as well. May make me feel better, but it traumatizes my children. Don't do it. I feel like yours isn't that much far from the others either. So I just... I love that like our themes are all completely different and then our magic we're all pulling like sort of like different threads on the same string. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 14 of Shatterglass. Deva paced as the Aurorim healer examined the rescued Yaskadasu. If the healer pronounced the girl fit to bear it, Dama would try a spell to enhance her memory of the attack to see if she could describe the man who had so nearly killed her. In the meantime, he alternated between chewing his nails and berating Keth. For his own part, Keth understood Dama's frustration, but he was preoccupied. The globe, which had earlier cleared to show the Yaskadasu under her willow, was, had clouded again. Keth sat with it gripped in his hands, Dama's words falling on inattentive ears. Sparks of lightning flowed from Keth's fingertips, lancing through the mist inside. There was an image in the globe. He could see the outlines of it. Dark buildings, a back street, wooden fences. A girl raced down the street, sling around her torso, twin braids flapping against her cheeks. She wore no spectacles, but Keth had no trouble recognizing Triss. If these globes were connected to the ghost, then Triss was in danger. Where is this? He demanded, trying to recognize her surroundings. Dama, I tell you, we don't have time to deal with whoever's in charge. A crisp voice shouted. The speaker was downstairs in the winking eye where Dama had his command post. A woman is in danger right now, you boneheaded behemoth. Dama looked at Keth. Nico? They chorused. Both ran for the stairs. Below stood the Ororimi, Brostis, and Majnuna. Each of them held one of Nico's arms, impervious to the mage's fury. He says he knows where our boy is and who's the next victim, explained Brostis. Wants us to turn out the whole force to track him. Let him go, ordered Dama. What is this, Daskoi, Nico? Daskoi, muttered the taller of the Ororini. He never said nothing about being Daskoi. Kath thrust the globe at Nico. Is this it? He demanded. Is this why you're here? Where did this come from? Dama wanted to know. Where... Triss? I made it clear again, Keth explained. This is why I'm here, snapped Nico. I was scrying for the future, and this time the images came together. Hands trembling, he laid them over the globe, his fingers touching Keth's. Both of them contracted, Keth letting what power he had left pass into the glass. The image of Triss shrank as the vision grew wider and wider. Where is that, Nico? Where is that, demanded Nico. Cricket strut? asked the thick voice Majnuna, squinting at the image. Brostis? Cricket strut, confirmed Brostis, near Silk Fingers Lane. I've frozen it where she is right now. She won't be there when we arrive, Nico said hurriedly. We need Little Bear. He can track her. We need him and we need him to we need him and we need to move. This takes place in fifteen minutes, twenty if we are fortunate. Her life is about to intersect with the ghosts. I don't know how, but if you want him to be alive when you question him, we must go. The bears at Feruzi's, 
Keth told Gamma. I'll get him and meet you at the corner of Chamberpot and Peacock. He raced it, as he raced out of the inn, Keth heard Brosdis mutter, if we want him alive? <laughs> Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on Acast, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Hello! Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Friskies. I'm Indy. We haven't decided what I am yet. <laughs> and I'm Purina One Naturals, lamb recipe with stuff for your hair, skin, and fur. Cat food. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.